0: Well, today's the day. Today's the day. It is the last day of the extraordinary jubilee year of mercy. And at the seminary, we've been joking that today ends the year of mercy, but tomorrow will begin the year of divine wrath. But today, again, it's the end of that year of mercy that was called by our Holy Father. It began last December 8th, and it ends today. And all around the world, for about the past week or so, the different holy doors have been closing. And that culminated just this morning at St. Peter's Basilica, when the Holy Father closed the main holy door at St. Peter's to officially end the Year of Mercy. And I was blessed to be able to walk through that door this past spring when I went to Rome over Easter. It's really a bucket list experience. That door is normally only open once every 25 years, so to have kind of a middle-of-the-road year there was quite nice. This gospel though I think is the perfect gospel to end the Year of Mercy, because it's the story of the good thief, Saint Dismas. And an example of mercy right to the very end. We have a great sinner who saw his need for God's mercy, asked for it, and our Lord gave it to him. Right to the very end. However, there is a little bit of an irony to the fact that it's the end of the year of mercy, this gospel all about mercy, and it all takes place on the feast of Christ the King, where we celebrate Christ as judge, as judge. So what are we to make of all of this? Well, if we combine all of this together, we learn that God is mercy. He's mercy with a capital M. He is also, however, justice with a capital J. So God judges us, but he judges with mercy. And again, this gospel reminds us that God holds out this hope of mercy to us all the way to the very end. However, we do have to make use of that mercy. So God wants all to be saved. He desires it. He wants it. He never wills anyone's condemnation. When someone is condemned, it's not because God wills it or desires it. It's because one of his creatures has closed themselves to his love. Again, God never wills the condemnation of anyone. It's we, his creatures, who will close ourselves off to his love. So when God judges... He looks at our whole lives, from the beginning to the end. And our lives on earth, the actions of our lives on earth, show what we desire most. And as such, God will give us, at the end of our lives, what we have lived in that desire. So if our lives have been lived in a desire to be with Christ, God will give us that desire. However, if our lives have been lived desiring to be away from God, God will give us That desire. So, to figure out which camp that we're on is sometimes a bit of a hard answer. And St. Augustine, that early church father, paints this in very stark terms. He says, We love Christ, yet we fear his coming. Are we really certain that we love him, or do we love our sins more? Say that again. Are we really certain that we love him, or do we love our sins more? That is a terrifying question sometimes, even for me. It's a terrifying question. Do I love God or do I love my sins more? But the beautiful part is, if we truly love God more than we love our sins, then that makes Christ the king of our hearts. He has dominion over our entire life. He's not just a part of our lives, as if he is the king of our life in one place and not in others. That he is the king of our lives when we're around certain people, but not when we're around other people. No, Christ has dominion over all of it. He is our entire life. He is our entire existence. But as much as we can make Christ the center of our lives, as much as we can do many things in his name, there's one more element of Christ's kingship on display in today's gospel. And that is that we cannot save ourselves. And the good thief realized this. We heard it three different times in today's gospel. Christ is asked, save yourself, save yourself, save yourself. But he doesn't. And again, that good thief knew this. In that one moment at the end of his life, after an entire life of being a criminal, that one moment of desiring God, loving him, and wanting to do his very last deeds in the name of Christ, he knows that he must rely on Christ's mercy. And that was what saved the good thief. He was open to mercy. He asked for it. He was contrite about his sins. And even in the midst of that agony and the pain of being killed on a cross, he died serenely. Because he died with Christ. And there is a way that we can do that in our own day, brothers and sisters. And no, that does not mean we have to nail ourselves to a cross anytime soon. It's through confession through the sacrament of confession. In the words of our second reading, confession transfers us from the power of darkness into Christ's kingdom of light. We might go into the confessional a thief, but we come out free. And I especially want to encourage everyone here to go to confession at some point during the season of Advent, which will begin next week, especially anyone who's been away from the sacrament for a very long time. For those who might have had a bad experience in confession before, I urge you to come again. Confession does not condemn, it heals. It's not a torture chamber, it is a hospital. Or maybe if you have a grave sin that's on your heart or an immortal sin, I would say this, if we are sorry for it, if we are truly sorry, there is nothing that Christ cannot forgive. He wants to lift that heavy load off of our backs and bring us back to union with him. And we'll have a lot of opportunities for confession here at St. Joe's over Advent. And truly, it's a great way to prepare not just for the coming of Christ as our judge, but for the coming of Christ at Christmas next month. Because in confession, we encounter Christ as judge, but as a judge of mercy. In confession, we show Christ that we love him more than we love our sins. And it is in confession that we acknowledge that we cannot be saved on our own. So show Christ he is king. And let's go to confession. So brothers and sisters, today let's take the initiative. Because Christ is coming whether we want him to or not. Let's be open to his mercy. And let's let God have complete dominion over our entire life. Because he is our king. And we cannot save ourselves. We can only be saved through Him.